I'm not really interested that much in the Super Bowl. I mean, I have to cover it because it's my job. But at the end of the day, the Bengals and the Rams, although there's some storylines, you have Joe Burrow with all the swag, with all the bravado, kind of has a Joe Namath thing going, kind of has a young Tom Brady thing going. Versus Matthew Stafford, who who always a bridesmaid, never a bride, played for Detroit all of these years, was putting up was putting up McDonald's numbers, but couldn't advance to the playoffs because he played for Detroit, which is a factory of sadness. And you have the the cachet and all the superstars with the Rams versus other than T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Can we name anyone that plays for the Bengals? And it's my job to be able to name people that, that if you ask if if someone held a gun to my head and said, "Can you name the Bengals?" Starting left tackle. I would not be able to do that. But before I get into the analysis of the game, one of the things about this Super Bowl, I was thinking, I was like, man, these teams got some really, really ugly uniforms. It's going to be it's going to be an optical blight watching that orange and black versus that royal blue and, and bright banana yellow running up and down the field at SoFi Stadium over the weekend. So I want to do a top five dead or alive. What are the worst jerseys in the history of the NFL? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue the music. These are the worst jerseys in the history of the NFL per Lance J. So this is the power rankings. I usually do the best. This is actually a, a, a top five worst. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicle jerseys. Now a lot of people, there are a lot of throwbacks out there for this. The, the Doug Williams throwback, Steve Young wore this jersey. Tampa Bay wore these jerseys that looked like they were they were bright orange like Tennessee Volunteers and then they had a darker orange uh, orange trim so they really looked like the the creamsicle pop that you would get the 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 ice cream treat that that you would buy at your local good humor ice cream man is driving through your neighborhood and they played, they played like creamsicle. They they were this was a team, I think Tampa Bay, I think they lost their first 23 or 24 games. This was a terrible team. You had the you had the swashbuckler logo, which I actually think was a fantastic logo, but you had you had the you had the white helmets with the swashbuckler logo that that had that had the sword in his teeth like a rose. And this was a Tampa team that that was an embarrassment. That was very unsuccessful for many, many, many years. They 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 played they they played soft. They were a perennial three and 13, 4 and twelve type of team. Then they got rid of those jerseys when Tony Dungy got there. They got rid of those jerseys. They went to more of a darker orange and and pewter type of color than you had. Then you had Warren Sapp. You had Derek Brooks. You had Rondé Barber. Mike Allstott, you had those guys, and they, they completely did a, a rebrand in marketing. They brought in, they had Dungy, and Dungy didn't work out. They brought in John Gruden, and they won a Super Bowl. Uniforms matter. Number four, and people are going to be mad at me for this, that are from my home state. And I actually think that they could have been worse than all time, but the Cleveland Browns, man. I don't know who the, the brilliant bulb that decided – Hey, we're going to make our jerseys the same color as feces and excrement. And and back then, now, 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 the, now the Browns have played like feces and excrement in recent history. 
but back in the day when when you had Jim Brown, I think that Otto Graham played for the Browns. You had you had all of these teams from the '60s that were winning championships, and I know that they were named in honor of Paul Brown. But that visualization, making making your jersey and making your brand and making your logo the same color as poop, is just not a good idea like it, it looks it, it looks horrible to have that brown with the orange trim and then your name the name of the uh, of the team is the browns but they have an orange helmet which makes even less sense and they've had different variations of that jersey over the years i mean i think i think the best of the worst is, is the the frank minifield hanford dixon ernest biner Ber- bernie kosar days but that's just a bad color scheme and when you're when you're a successful team and you win, you can call your team whatever you want. As I've said with the with the with the with the Cobra Commanders in DC. If the Cobra Commanders come out and they win three Super Bowls in five years, they can name their team whatever they want. They can have whatever trash logo they want. They can still call themselves the skins if they want, if they if they win. If you lose, the vultures are gonna circle around. And so the Browns have been bad for the last 30 years almost. So bad that they, that they actually left Cleveland and became the Ravens in Baltimore. So when when they left Cleveland and became the Ravens, they had a chance to get out from under that that history and that color scheme, but but they made the regrettable decision not to rename and rebrand the team. So, so you have these variations of, of jerseys, and like I said, it's never good to have a jersey that's the same color as 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 excrement, the the doo-doo browns. Remember the song doo-doo brown from back in the day? That's never, ever a good idea from a marketing standpoint. Number three, the New York Jets. The New York Jets jerseys, their current jerseys, not, not the jerseys from back in the boomer size and days. Their current jerseys that have an aviator look, but the Jets, nothing, nothing says USFL like the like, like the New York Jets jerseys. I know that the, the new Skins' jerseys or the Cobra Commanders, their jerseys aren't that great either. But that Kelly green color and the, and the aviator look, it's just a bad look. And you can't have, just like I made fun of DC, you can't have ugly jerseys like that in New York, man. New York is great. It's iconic. You have, you have the Yankees jerseys and the pinstripes. Even the Mets is special. The Giants have that old school look. You can't have these, these aviator looking off-kilter color jerseys for a team like the New York Jets. I think the best jerseys that they had were back when Revis Island was there. Uh, that was a remake. It was the same from the Joe Namath area. They need to stay there. Some of these some of these companies continue to, to restructure and redo their jerseys every few years. It's just not a good idea. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers throwback jerseys. Now, the Steelers throwbacks, there are a lot of throwbacks that people wear, but it's, if, you, if you look it up, you go to Google online and type in Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebee jerseys. There are these jerseys where they were white and black, but someone had a brilliant idea to do stripes across. So you have you have horizontal stripes on a jersey. It literally looked like they were the mean machine with Adam Sandler that they were playing from jail. Like They look like jail jerseys. And then they have a number that's in a block, in a block rectangle. So you have the Ben Roethlisberger number seven in a block rectangle. You're wearing... Bumblebee, black and yellow jerseys, and then you're wearing like a like a gold type of pant that doesn't really match the yellow. Those are hideous. Those are reprehensible. Those shouldn't be worn in throwback form. I mean, some things, some things that are throwbacks, you should just keep as throwbacks. You should just let those things 
reside in the past. We're going to pretend that that never happened. But the but the all-time worst NFL jerseys in the history of NFL jerseys. So you've had you've had some great jerseys in the past. You had the Houston Oilers jerseys, which are great. You had the you had the old school Philadelphia Eagles, the Reggie White jerseys, which are great. Obviously, you have the Oakland Raiders jerseys, which are great. But this is the worst ever, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Sean Alexander. Early 2000s jerseys. The, the Seahawks had this brilliant decision to do these neon jerseys. And the Seahawks has always, have always had a really bad color scheme in the, in the Pacific Northwest. They want to emulate some of those colors that the Mariners have, and they want to have uniformity with their teams. But the Seahawks wore these neon bright jerseys in the Sean Alexander days. This is before Russell Wilson. This is before they were competing for Super Bowls. This is before Cam Chancellor. This is before the Legion, Legion of Boom. They had these reprehensible neon green jerseys. That, that were so disgusting that you you literally wanted to check the tint on your on your television. If you have access to, I, I don't know where you find the archives, but 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 look up Marcus Dupree and the 30 for 30 on him. He played for the New Orleans Breakers. Back in the USFL days, he left Oklahoma early, didn't get along with, with Barry Switzer. And Boomer Sooner subsequently won the national championship the next year. He went to play for the New Orleans Breakers. Look at those jerseys. And that's kind of what the, the Seahawks' neon jerseys look like. It's it complete amateur hour. It's, it's, a, it's a lower grade of football and, and an embarrassment. And, and that's, my, that's my top five dead or alive, the, the worst jerseys in the history of the NFL. Tampa Bay Creamsicles, any Cleveland Browns jersey, the current New York Jets jerseys, the Pittsburgh Steelers throwback with the Bumblebee, and the the neon Seattle Seahawks jerseys. A lot of people are looking for for my pick for the Super Bowl, and 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 I'm 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 actually going to to go with the the Bengals. I think that the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I think there's going to be some wild plays. I'm going Bengals 31, Rams 27. And although all of the signs point to the Rams winning, the Rams have better defense, they have better roster, they have more experienced coach, they have more experienced quarterback, they have two elite wide receivers, they have two elite rushers in Aaron Donald and Von Miller, they have elite talent in their secondary with Jalen Ramsey, they have a better O-line than the Bengals, I just think, man, Joe Burrow, there, there's some people that, that are just kissed by God. And there's some people that were just born to win. I, I think that the, the, the storyline, Joe Burrow, the true, the true David versus Goliath storyline, Joe Burrow winning a Super Bowl with the Bengals, who've never won a Super Bowl before, who hadn't won a playoff game in over, in over 30 years. For a franchise that's, that's an embarrassment, a laughing stock, and a punchline, and has terrible uniforms. In a city like Cincinnati, which is a small Midwestern city, one of the the smaller markets for the NFL. And I lived in Southwest Ohio for many, many years, and I'm from Central Ohio. I think it's a great story. And I think that that Joe Burrow, there's just something special about him. There's something, there's something special about him. I don't think that he's gonna be 
an individual with an elongated period of greatness. I think that he's kind of going to be someone that's great for like five or six years and is going to fade away. But I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl and it's going to be a Super Bowl parade and they're going to be like 5,000 people there because Bengals don't have any fans at all. But my pick, my pick to win the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals, book it, bet. If, you, if you're on FanDuel, Listen to me. Actually, if you're a fan, though, you should probably bet exactly the opposite of, of what I tell you to do because my picks my picks tend to, to be wildly inaccurate. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Yo, this is your boy Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs.